Welcome to Game Opinions episode 44. I'm your host, Calman, and today I am joined by Kim Kim. Hi. Hello, Kim Kim. How are you doing on this fine evening? I'm doing good. Lots of sleep, lots of Z's. Yeah, we've both been kind of dealing with some headaches uh, the last couple days. Uh, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. Those are both behind us. Yeah, this migraine lasted for like three days. It's awful. It was bad. Yeah, that sounds completely terrible. Um, so uh, we're going to do something a little bit different today. Um, we're going to start things off by saying, for those of you that do not know, we are Game Pinions, a podcast where we talk selectively about gaming news, games, and our gaming experiences, both new and old. And every Thursday, we send it out to your favorite podcast app for your consumption. This week's topics include the ecstasy of bells, uh, which means uh, <laughs> frustration in the Animal Crossing stock market, uh, PlayStation 5 lineup speculation, our opinions on Microsoft and Sony's approach to their next-gen console reveals, and lastly, some Nintendo speculation. So, Kim Kim, <laughs> yes. we're going to start things off with the uh, the ecstasy of bells. The last couple of weeks, we've been highly successful in raking in a ton of bells. Are you saying ecstasy or ecstasy? Ecstasy. Uh, ecstasy. Ecstasy. Okay, We Mary. don't have the de-esser on, so... <laughs> it just <laughs> doesn't sound like you're pronouncing it right. I'm it's probably weird. not, honestly. Probably not. It just sounds weird. Um, so, basically, when it comes to bells and turnips and the stock market, um, we've seen a lot of, basically, posts on all social media. Um, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, there's private discords. There's even Facebook groups that are posting their turnip prices, such as, hey... Um, you know, they're selling for like 591 over here. If tips, if you want to tip like something like Nook Miles tickets, feel free to, right? And a lot of people actually comment on those posts or they like them or they follow or they try to message them because they want to be able to go and sell their, their terms basically for that really good price. Yeah. And for a little bit, I think at the very beginning, people were really, really into it. Like, you know, maybe like the first couple days, right? And even now, there's still a few that would do it for free, and you didn't have to tip. You didn't have to do anything crazy, and they were mostly, those posts were mostly genuine. They were actual Animal Crossing players. Um, but from what I'm seeing now, apparently Twitter is terrible. Um, there's a bunch of K-pop fans, which that's great if you're a K-pop fan, Yeah. but they're just putting a bunch of words into their tweets. Um. And basically, turnips turns out to be one of them. And so, <laughs> you can't find turnip prices anymore, really, on Twitter. And if you do, it's probably from the turnips.exchange or turnip exchange um, account that you can follow. And they have, like, this little app where you can get into a queue now if people use it to open up, basically. And you can go and blah, blah, blah. You're in this queue. It's, like, 100 people. And you wait your turn. And they can control how many visitors they have on the island and so on and so forth. But the problem now is we're also having a lot of people, for some reason, think that they can get followers or friends or fans by posting a scam picture or information like, hey, I mine are going for 600 DM me or follow me and then I will like it and then I'll send you the dodo code. Turns out they don't. They just wanted you to follow them, vote for them, do things for them. And then they're like, ha, I scammed you. Um, I was just kidding, guys. <laughs> I don't have uh, Animal Crossing or a Switch. Ha ha, you got pranked. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's so dumb. It is the worst way you can make fans because th that post is directly for people who play that game. It's not the whole world, so really you're just trying to anger a very specific <laughs> people. You're not going to be successful, or people aren't going to think it's funny, so I really don't understand their logic, and I think, I don't think they're, they understand what they're doing either, <laughs> so it's better to ignore them. Don't try to talk to them, because obviously they weren't very logical in the first place for posting that, and you're just going to start a argument uh, I actually saw the the person that scammed me, and I was like, oh, okay, so I just deleted my tweets, and I unfollowed, blah, blah, didn't DM, didn't message, just, 
left it as it is. Yeah. But someone else <laughs> decided to call them out, make a whole tweet about it, and they went back and forth. And she's like, you're the one calling my family uh, names. It's like, where's, where's, what? Wait, <laughs> we were just talking about turnips. There's no proof of that. There's not a receipt for it. It's fake drama, and then suddenly it's just out of control. So just don't even bother, delete the stuff, unfollow, and move on. Um, so it's weird. It's starting to become like this fad to scam people with turnip prices. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's like a, a trending tag, right? And, you know, people are throwing that in their, their tweets, or they're just, like you said, they're just straight up putting it in there and lying about it. Like, this is the only post about Animal Crossing they've ever made. And, it you know, it seems a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them, though, most of their posts are just, like, K-pop posts. And yeah, there's a ton of K-pop ones. Once you get done filtering through there, you're already somewhat agitated. And oh, then when absolutely. you come across a scammer, it's like, I can't believe you thought this would look good for you by doing this. Yeah, and it's like, it's like you know, come to my town. We're selling my, my turnips for, you know, 568 bells. And it's like some random K-pop gif. And, you know, I might sound a little mad about this because I think it's stupid. I think if you're doing this, like, just straight up, you're a dick. I honestly think you're wasting your time. Well, because it, it, so it's I stupid. Don't, I don't really mind because all you're doing is basically spamming a social, a social media page, your page, actually. So then you just don't look good. No one's going to want to follow your content. Um, it's really pointless. It's almost like they're just bored and they just want to start posting things. Yeah. And they're not even thinking like, hey, I wonder how this is going to make me look to all my friends. Yeah, like what's the point of posting something, right? And then having people comment on that one post and it's not even about something that is actually true or something that you're actually trying to actively push. Like how many successful people go and abuse those tags? Not many. And the problem with this also is that um, a lot of people will, because they want to be noticed, and granted, I know you use a lot of tags to be noticed, but when you're, when you tag turnips, okay, I can understand some art, I can understand Daisy May art, or even just a art piece that actually has a turnip in it, I get it, even the real turnips, okay, but when you specifically tag something like turnip prices, you know exactly what you're doing, and your post is going to pop up there. And it's nothing to do with turnip prices. That's that's when it's like, okay, don't do that. That has no business being in here if it's artwork in turnip prices. Yeah, yeah, you're okay, just turnips, literally being a dick. Turnips, okay. Turnip prices, you really want attention. Like I, and it's weird because now I look at people's tags and I somewhat judge. Like, really. Is that what you want to do? Is that the person you want to be known? And sadly, I mean, there are a lot of people I know that have a large following and they abuse tags like crazy and people just don't care. And I think they should care a little more because that's how social media works. And it makes people that are smaller, less recognizable. And you're basically, sm you know, you're smushing chances for smaller accounts to be noticed by abusing your tags. Yeah. So it does kind of trigger me a little bit, but <laughs> at the end of the day, you can't stop them. You can't do anything, but you can kind of like say, maybe we should start saying something about people's tags. I mean, a wall of tags and some of them are like still follow for follow people still believe that because it doesn't work <laughs> yeah it's just it really doesn't promote any form of growth at all no and and it, your stats are going to be messed up and it, it actually will help if you use more precise tags to understand which ones people are actually looking at so you're kind of also messing up your statistics for yourself too yeah so but yeah, it's been crazy, and these cues for turnip exchange, people are like, just use that website. But then you get in the chat, and it's like no one understands how to use this thing. They just get in the queue, they stay in the queue, and then they don't, they like, I guess, forget that they're trying to sell their turnips. And then the whole thing has to be shut down and restarted because someone didn't leave the queue. It's weird. It's very strange. It's, the, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, and I mean, you're actively on a timer, too, because, I mean store closes at some point you know eventually the shop closes you can't sell them yeah and I, i'm gonna tell you right now i highly believe that the people obviously doing these 500 600 bell prices whatever in nooks cranny obviously time travelers oh yeah they're time traveling until they can find a good price you can't criticize time travelers you can you could say that's not your style but you're thankful for them yeah, because they are the ones that are giving you 
this opportunity to sell your turnips. And no one has to do it. So I be thankful for anyone opening up their gates. Yeah. But there is like, there's some shady stuff. There's people that are wanting you to tip crazy amounts. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with turnips. <laughs> I'm just going to fish because at least I know that if I spend an hour doing this, I won't just be disappointed and the queue get locked or yeah, and get you're not booted out. Relying on anyone else for you know that you yeah. know monetary success. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're in those queues, it takes about ten minutes for each person to really go through. One, if they're not ready, that's going to be a minute or two. The cutscenes are about two to three minutes, and then they have to go to the shop, go into the door, which takes a second, and then if someone's coming in, that takes another two minute cutscene. And then they have to sell their turnips, which, yes, you have to select every single one of them. And you have, like, four rows. <laughs> so if, you have, if you're stocked, I mean, it's going to take, like, a second for you to select it all. And then you got to leave. So it does take about 10 minutes per person. If you are number 100, you aren't going to make it. You should just forfeit. And if you do make it, you've been on there for, like, eight hours or something crazy. Like, <laughs> props yeah. to you, but... I just, I would not commit that kind of At time. some point, your hours of your actual life are not worth the bells that you're going to earn in-game. No, no, and it did not help my migraine either, but I still did it. I found a queue, I joined, I was number 14, and it still took me an hour. Well, you were persistent. I, I definitely respect that. It's, you, you got it's the job okay. done at the end of the day. I was like, this is my last yeah. I give up on turnips. I was all about it. Now it's over. I'm done. I'm not doing this again. It's and, too much for me. Yeah, and it just sucks because we, we both talked about last week, you know, overwhelmingly positive, I think, about, you know, the mm -hmm. community and all that. And I want to make it clear, we're not really saying that it's the community's fault necessarily. A lot of the stuff that we're complaining about here is people outside of the community. And... You know, there's also going to be some people in the community that may or may not be as cooperative or they have different conditions that kind of make the turnips not really worth it in the end. It makes it not as fun. It's not like a genuinely, you know, wholesome experience interacting with certain people. I, I, I will say this, though. If it's two Nook Miles tickets for an entry fee, there was someone literally popping off, going crazy, that they had to pay took two Nook Miles tickets. They're like, why do you want these? What's the point of having Nook Miles tickets? And then I, I proceeded. And I, I usually don't intervene. But I said, well, people like to go and find villagers for their island or flowers, you know, or maybe some foreign fruit. So it is, it is important because they might want to bring trees or, you know, get a new villager. And of course, because it's on everyone's mind right now, they're like, rares aren't even worth it by the amiibo, lol. Well, if you're a 10-year-old child, your mom's not going to pay $100 for the 10 amiibos that you want. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're not going to do it. So, for the, for the people that don't have jobs, and the kids and teenagers that are playing, or if you have three kids and you're going to have to buy, what, 30 villagers? Uh, no, you're going to go off into those little islands and you're going to find the ones you want that way. <laughs> so Yeah, and that's kind of an organic way to do it. Some it people want to play it organically. And you know, that's not, you know, two Nook Miles tickets. If you can't rack up those mi Nook Miles, which it's very easy to do if you play the game yeah. in, uh, in your spare time, it's not that much. It's not. And I mean, if you make it in the, in the stock market, you're going to make those points back anyway. Yeah, you actually earn those Nook Miles for selling your, your turnips. Yeah. So, I don't know why people freak out at two Nook Miles tickets. And then, they freak out about the Nook Miles tickets, but they don't freak out about the gold nuggets. Are you crazy? A gold nugget? I, I maybe had like six. Yeah. And I played a lot. A lot of animals. Yeah, they're crossing. hard to find. I'm not really sure what the uh, the algorithm is like, for. You those need drops. those tickets, in my opinion. You need yeah. Nook Miles tickets to get those gold nuggets. So, the fact that people are charging for cataloging events, gold nuggets, and crazy stuff—it's like okay, I can understand the Nook Miles, even the items in your Nook Miles, because everyone has different ones for their island. But when it comes down to the gold nuggets and really hard to get stuff, people are like, "Oh yeah, have my gold nuggets." It's like, okay, well, you wait 10 more days, and let me tell you, you can't make a gold bidet. Yeah. And, you know, I, I will say this, too. Um, you know, people asking for tips and all that, like in-game tips, not like real money tips. 
I really don't see a problem as long as it's not too excessive because yeah. you also have to keep in mind that while you're waiting in the queue, they can't go anywhere either because they have all these people trying to come into their towns. Exactly. So it's, you know, you're paying them for their time in game, what they're sacrificing in real life so you can have a ton of bells in your virtual world essentially so mm -hmm. you have to keep that in mind too because there is a real world factor they also have a, a life that you know they need to do stuff in too so you know it's you have to kind of weigh the the cost in-game cost of uh you know going to their towns and all that it, it is costing time in real life and and i just want to throw this out here if you are literally bashing people for closing their islands to the whole you know them trying to like let people in to sell their turnips remember time zones okay because in chat people are like talking about how this guy closes every 30 minutes and none of them knew what time zone this guy was <laughs> and they're just bashing this poor guy who's opening his island for free with no tips they were just being like this guy's a scam he was not a scam Okay, I waited an hour, and he can only get, like, the first 14 people going through, and it's just part of the game and how long it takes. It had nothing to do with him. He actually had his nook shop placed right in front of the airport. So, I'm not going to blame him, okay? No, that was no, not was a doing scam. what he could do. Think about time zones and how long people are willing to spend to open up their, their island, because everyone has something going on in their lives. So... That's all I have to say about that. I I've n I did not know this prior, but I was I'm very happy with the amount of bells I make after the trip, yeah. <laughs> and I'm always thankful for the host. <laughs> yeah, for absolutely. opening. Yeah, because so. I mean that like like we said, it takes a lot of time. Like that's not, you know, time is like the most valuable thing you can give somebody. So they're giving you your you know their time. And I'm telling you right now, you could talk all day about stocks, and about turnips and how much you make and blah 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 blah. It's a lot. And it's yeah. it's it's a very um, messy matter, <laughs> mm -hmm. but in general, I mean, I'm still happy. It's still a positive experience when you're dealing with people that are reasonable. And I think a lot of times, I think the majority of people that are playing Animal Crossing and the ones that we've come across have been positive. Yeah. And like I said, the main issue is with the ones that are not actually Animal Crossing players at all. <laughs> so the ones that are probably gonna give up in like a month. They're just doing it because it's very popular right now. That's mm. like, just get off. Just go away. Don't act like you're into it and then not be into it in like a week. Okay? So, mm. that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, I think, I think I'm pretty much out of, uh, out of fumes on that. Just, I was, you know, a little bit frustrated with We need uh, an situation. event, okay? Yeah, we need to vent. We haven't had a good venting session on this podcast in a long time. So, uh, I'm glad that we got that out of the way. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> oh, yes, I feel great. Um, so let's hop into the next topic. This is the PlayStation 5 lineup speculation. And apparently, uh, during a corporate strategy meeting this week, and this is being reported from the Video Game Chronicle, um, Sony president and CEO uh, Kenjaro uh, Yoshida confirmed that games for the PlayStation 5 um, that deliver this new game experience are being made by both uh, first and third party developers and we plan to introduce a compelling lineup of titles soon so he was referencing like the the new sound uh 3d sound that playstation 5 is going to be featured and all that but as he was explaining that he also included that little last line we plan to introduce a compelling lineup of titles soon when is soon and yeah, no. soon has pretty much been speculated that it's going to occur in June where PlayStation is going to have an event and start showing off their PlayStation 5 lineup. So, kind of exciting. Kim, is there any particular PlayStation exclusive that you would like to see as a launch game for the PlayStation Silent 5? Silent Hill. A new Silent Hill. A new Silent Hill. I, I know that's too much of a task for... It's not even development. It's probably not even done. It's probably not even in the works, but I can always hope. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. I think we've had this conversation before, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to look that up after the episode. <laughs> I never did. I don't really know who, who owns the rights to Silent Hill, because uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure if that would have to be a PlayStation exclusive if it did release. I'm not sure what... Well, what, uh, would, yours, what would yours be? Mine? Um, 
I'd probably say Spider-Man 2, which I think is actually a really likely option. Because, I mean, obviously Insomniac has been working on the new game. And, you know, Spider-Man was my favorite PlayStation 4 game, uh, you know, exclusive-wise. So I'd probably say Spider-Man 2. Um, you know, what games do I think are going to be available on launch? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, a, you know, Last of Us 2 be remastered for the PlayStation 5. But at the same time, due to backwards compatibility... Not really sure if they're going to consider that worth it because you can just play the normal Last of Us 2 when that game comes out on the PlayStation 5. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 make an appearance at launch or close to launch. Um, I think those two games are really the main. Uh, I doubt we'd see a kill zone just because of the whole situation with that. Um, but I don't know, maybe they'd surprise us and bring out a kill zone. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I can really think of. Definitely Spider-Man 2 is what I, what I would want. The reason why I don't really have a lineup is because I'm still semi, um, uh, dissatisfied with these new games. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, they're not my thing. You know, when you, you ignore things that aren't your thing, you're like, yeah, whatever. Like, I like the original Last of Us, but the second one, eh, and I don't know, it just gradually, as people started to be more into it, I didn't really like it anymore. It's very weird. But I was really into it when I first discovered it. Mm. And I didn't really want the little girl to really, like, grow up or have more story. <laughs> I just liked <laughs> it for, like, what it was. Yeah, you kind of just, like, one and done. And then I was like, uh, yeah, no, I don't like this series stuff. So I just started to ignore, like, things that really didn't interest me or pique my my niches, you know? Yeah, I I'm hoping say, for horror games. Yeah, like, I'll say my favorite part of the original Last of Us was the um, online factions multiplayer. And that's not apparently making an appearance in this new game. So that kind of hurt my interest for the game a lot just because I wasn't really a big uh, Last of Us single player fan. You know, that style of gameplay just really doesn't fit my game style, if that makes sense. So, I was never really huge on The Last of Us. I definitely respect it. I definitely acknowledge it as, you know, really good story and one of the, the best, you know, probably one of the best games of, of last generation that, that we had. But, personally for me, I wasn't really a big fan. You know, I really, I really think that no one gives credit to The Evil Within. And how great of a story and game those two were. The first and the second. And I can only hope that they proceed to make more games like it. Or they actually expand the story in a different way. I Personally, I really hope they do more with that game. Because yeah. it's just a wonderful mix of horror and action. Yeah, I always say that um, that those two games probably fit my, my style a little bit more. I do like those a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, who knows, maybe we'll see more of that. Um, but this kind of was to this topic was kind of to bring in uh, another little topic here, and that's how do you feel about I guess Microsoft and Sony's approach to their uh, next gen console re- reveals thus far? So far, we've gotten them in bits and pieces, and not just all in one swoop. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. I don't want this information to be strung along. Um, If anything, I want them to update us when we can expect to hear something. You know, at least the month. Give us a month range. Um, I just feel like the small bits of information is just teasing. And I am not much of a teaser. If you're going to give it to me, I want it hot and I want it ready. And honestly, I am so upset because I'm pretty sure there was information about the new Elder Scrolls game saying that they don't expect one for years. And it was like a slap in the face. And it made me want to take their whole MMO down. So I am very upset right now. (laughs) In general, over even, not even just the consoles, it's just like an overall, I'm like, okay, I have very select games I like, and then here I get a slap in the face for the next Elder Scrolls, because apparently Skyrim was just so popular. They're still making money from it, I guess. So much money, they don't got to worry about the next one and popping it out fast enough. And that's going to hurt them, because I'm if it's anything like Skyrim, I'm not buying that game. I'm not going to support it. I'm just so upset. I'm like, okay, you come out with an MMO, because half the time those are cash grabs. I get it. It, it was an okay MMO. I liked it. Beautiful. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Graphic was, you know, the graphics were great. But it's not a main, it's, it's not like the mainline series. Then they said, let's do the same thing. Let's do the Fallout thing. Let's do the Elder Scrolls. And it looks way too obvious as cash grabs, and it really upsets me. And I hope that they get a single-player game back out. Rather, it is Fallout 
or if it's going to be the next Elder Scrolls. So I'm I'm upset right now. Yeah, so their situation is that they have Starfield, which I think is more of a futuristic um, RPG. Um, and that's coming out in a couple years, or maybe next year it's coming out. And then Elder Scrolls will come out a couple years after that. And I want I want them to pick a side. I want to see them be committed to picking a side. But honestly, because their stuff's on PC practically, I don't know how that's going to roll. So, What do you mean pick a side? A console. No, they won't do that. Exactly. Yeah. That's To me, Elder Scrolls is always like... Well, even way back, I was like, no, it's an Xbox game. Get well, over yourself. Well, but then it came to PS, you know, whatever. And I think it was PS3, right? Why would you want them to pick a side, though? Out I curiosity. want them to. I don't know. It's just part of me that is just losing hope in Xbox. And I really am like an Xbox girl, so I want them to have something. But that is selfish. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess <laughs> they got the... nothing. There's nothing. Name something that's coming to Xbox. Halo Infinite. Oh. Ooh. New Halo. New Woo. And... By the way, they butchered their last couple of Halos practically, and us committed fans still try to play it, but it's just getting to the point where it's not enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, I like, especially, I really like how things are kind of going um, in terms of everything's becoming, well, not everything, but a lot of things are becoming cross-platform. You know, people are able to play their game on their, you know, favorite console or PC or whatever, um, I like that approach, so I, I definitely wouldn't want anything to be, I guess, restricted. All right, well, personally. bring Spider-Man to Xbox. Well, they can't because no, PlayStation owns. Well, yeah. PlayStation mm-hmm. owns Insomniac. Yeah, I want everything to be universal. Well, you know what? <laughs> well, it's Xbox, not, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with if it. If everything was universal, I would always side with Xbox, even if they did say some jacked up, you know, some some stuff that they shouldn't have, because at least the games are still going to the console and the controllers that I prefer. However. There's, it seems like there's just not enough going into Xbox at all besides Halo. And that's what's upsetting me. It's nothing to do with, you know, I want everyone to be able to play with each yeah, other. Absolutely. Playing Warzone. Call of Duty Warzone with all different consoles. Like, I have Xbox. See, it's PlayStation. Yeah, it's been great. Dakota has PC. It's been great. It's yeah, a lot I've of really fun. I really like that. I've enjoyed that a lot. I have loved it. Honestly, I'm to the point where I'm like, I might as well commit and start actually knowing what 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 a scope is <laughs> in game. Yeah. What what absolutely. are the modifications I can do because I'm having so much fun and with no halos that I really like right now, it's really helping me out when it comes to being a shooter game. Yeah, and so. and there's, you know, there's some hiccups here and there, but I think it's worked out really well awesomely. between those. Yeah, like it's been really seamless for the most part. I mean, we had some glitches where like the voice chat stops and all that. But I think that that you know Warzone and Call of Duty in general, I think that they were, they were extremely. It was just extremely well done, um, in terms of how they integrated the other systems. So I really hope to see that continue next gen. I think we will. Um, going back to, um, you know, their their the console reveal approach for both these these companies. You know what you just said about Xbox is I think what a lot of people are starting to wonder, right? Because they haven't seen anything yet. And I understand that, you know, you only get one console reveal and you only, you know, have that, that one moment. So both Xbox and PlayStation, you know, they're kind of dragging this out. They're trying to, you know, give us little bits of information here and there. And, you know, I think they're trying to build up hype. But honestly, I think it's having the reverse effect. I think this is extremely boring. I think this is just, I th- I just, I don't like it. I, I feel like this is kind of robbing you know, our true next-gen moment where you get to see this console reveal and not only do you see the actual box, which will probably just be a black box and it'll just be, you know, controller similar, even though, you know, we see the PlayStation 5 controller now. At least you're seeing all of it together and then look what you can play on this thing and you see all of these games. I want it to be a big, massive event. That, to me, generates the most hype. All of this stuff that's just kind of like feeding it in bits and pieces... Yeah, you get a little bit excited for it. It's like, oh, this is cool. But you just kind of start losing that after, like, you know, a month has gone by and you just saw, like, a controller or you just heard a rumor about a game. It's like, it's, to me, it's kind of killing that moment. And I don't really like that. I don't either. It's like, it's 
imagine if back then, I know this is really strange, but I just thought of it. Imagine if Toys R Us would, like, take a picture of, like, a soldier leg and would be like, oh, a new toy coming soon. And you're like, oh, it's great. And the next week you get a picture of its head. And then the next week you get a picture of the other leg. You're like, okay, I'm already tired of this toy because you've shown me just little bits and pieces and I'm already over it. I don't want it. I don't care what the rest of it looks like. That's the same vibe that I'm getting from the console stuff. It's like, stop updating me. Stop giving it, you know, just bust out, like party light it up and give us the whole thing all at once. Okay. I don't, and make it seem like you got to get it now because look how cool this is. Look at it. Look at it. Don't you want to touch it? Look around, spin it, uh, drop your iPhone, whatever, something for views on it. I don't know. Just something party like all of a sudden, bam, it's in your face. It's like the whole makeup thing. People be teasing you with switches. You know, here, here's a swatch. Here's a little swatch of this little pink. It's like, I don't care. But if you come out with that palette tomorrow and I get to see all these colors at once, I'm going to get it. It's my gut reaction. I want it. I want it now. I don't want to be teased because I'm going to be over it already. Yeah. My patience at this point is well, nothing. Well, you get desensitized to it, right? Yeah. It's like you're desensitizing people to the hype. And that's the problem. You're actually not hyping it up. You're getting people tired of the thing you're about to release. Yeah. And I think it's because so many people have already done that. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, here's a little preview. I'm done with the word preview. I'm done with previews. I don't care. Show me it in one picture. And, and I don't care how long that article is. Show me multiple pictures, but do it all at once. Okay? It has to be a moment. Okay? We, on graduation day, you do not take a picture of your feet in the early in the morning gotta get ready for grad no you know why no one's gonna care about your feet they're gonna wait till they see you in the gown and then they're gonna care so that's the same vibe so i don't know yeah i mean i agree and i think that you know i want a sensory overload sure it's a lot of information but instead of breaking it down into here's stuff about the ssd here's stuff about the sound in a couple weeks we're going to show you a controller in a couple months, we might show you a game or two. And then at some point in time, we're going to show you the box. And then at some point in time, we're going to show you you know, how to turn on the box. It's like, guys, just overload us with information and we can look up all the stuff we need to know later on. But I, I want that to be my next-gen console, uh, you know, first next-gen moment, right? Like the Unreal 5 engine that Epic Games showed off for the PlayStation 5, it looks great and it's cool. But it's not really a realistic standard for PlayStation 5 games because tech demos are the best case scenario for a game. It's a very small sample size. They have time to really flesh things out and it's never going to see a release. When it comes to real world usage, uh, we're not going to... You said flesh, not flush. You said flesh, and I can't get over it right now. No, you're supposed to say flesh. Flesh? Yeah, flesh. Fre- flesh? Is that a thing? I'm sorry. Yeah, fully fleshed out. Continue. <laughs> fully flashed out? Is that... Flushed? Flushed out? Like, flushed? bitch is flushed out? I don't no, no, no. Fully <laughs> fleshed out. So it's like, you know, realized. I'm sorry. I thought you were coughing. I, I um, No, no, no. But it's it's like, you know, full, a fully fleshed out version of, you know, that game is never going to see a release. So it's like, you know, you're taking all of this stuff... And you're compounding it into this one little sequence. To me, that's not a next-gen moment. It's is it impressive? Sure. Um, do I think that the other consoles probably could do something similar to that if it was given, you know, a small sample like that? Sure, I think so. Um, would it be as good as that? Maybe not. But that's not a next-gen experience for me. I want to see the console, the controller, and the games all shown at once without all of this you know, elongated, unnecessarily, you know, BS essentially, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to see what we're going to be getting. And it doesn't have to be, it didn't have to be early. It didn't have to be, you know, later on. It could just be at a random time. But that to me would generate more hype than what they're doing right now. And they honestly could have just taken Nintendo's approach, which is crazy to say because Nintendo has gone wrong in the past. The Wii U was a disaster. But when they showed off the Switch, you knew exactly what they were trying to do. And you saw the concept. It was like this crazy hybrid system. And you saw different games that are going to be on there. There was concept of different games. It was very well done. And the Switch has carried that momentum since then. And it's doing really great right now. Yeah. Did the Switch take a picture of their analog stick and upload it to Snapchat? No, they didn't. Okay. No. So just, <laughs> just 
do what they're doing at this point. I just yeah, it's like stop being cute and just release it. Like I, I just I'm so I'm I'm so over this. Like obviously when once they do show off more stuff in the games and all that, sure we're gonna be super hyped. But we're, would we be as hyped as we would have been if they just said surprise tomorrow's the day and boom, the next day you get all the information at once. I'm to the point I don't even want to see the games. I'm I'm to the point where I avoid viewing that kind of stuff because I'm so sick of it. When people start talking about a new game, I want to slap them because I want to pop up on my little console and see what new games are out. I just want an all-in-one, it's out, it's official, it's here, and then I can look at trailers and screenshots there. I don't want teasers. I don't want leaks. I, I, I find them interesting. I'm glad they're informative. But they do spoil the um, overall hype and mood of it. They, they spoil how you actually would feel if you knew nothing about it coming out. Yeah. So it's almost like someone going, I know what I got you for my birthday. It is red. It's little. It's cute. It rolls on four wheels. And you're like, oh, a toy car. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah. I don't really want the present now. You can keep it. Like, you know, it's like, what? It's... We're ranting tonight, you guys. Yeah, this is more of a rant podcast, I guess. But, you know, <laughs> I just think that it's weird. It's obviously strange, especially because, you know, I was a Wii U owner. And going from that to now saying Sony and Microsoft need to take a page out of Nintendo's book is really weird. But, you know, when Nintendo revealed the Switch, that looked like a company that was hungry. A company that was obviously going through some rough times and they needed to do something to you know get people interested in it again they needed to have a concept that people were excited about and while obviously playstation and microsoft are in completely different you know in a completely different situation than what nintendo was coming into this generation and i'm not even sure what to consider the generations anymore because the switch is just kind of out of place now but nintendo went in you know completely you know, hardcore essentially, right? We're just going to show this thing off. People are going to know what we're talking about and it's going to be that. Whereas I think Microsoft and Sony, they're just being too cute. They're being almost cocky. It's like, hey, we can, we can, you know, prolong this hype as long as we can. The problem is I feel like it's just dying. It's completely dying out and it's not going to, I don't think it's going to cause any long-term issues or anything, but it's just super boring. Like you only get one console reveal instead of having little pop shots. How do you just make it a big bang? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing I was saying. You don't upload 17 posts to Facebook when it's Christmas or a holiday or Valentine's. No, you do one post with multiple pictures and a description, okay? I mean, even my my parents can do that. They will upload multiple photos onto their one post. So, you know, that post, that post was an event, okay? And it has all the fun inside of it, okay? I just don't want it to be strung about or hyped up and it's it's just getting to the point where it's not interesting anymore you're just gonna wait it out until it literally comes out and not look at any of their updates and if you do look at the updates now you're not as excited and it's kind of sad <laughs> yeah and obviously we you know we i guess we have to keep in mind like the virus and all that may have affected plans for a reveal and all that but would you also also note, I um Switch actually has a very good marketing strategy for what they did with it and and the fact that they had a TV commercial with human interactions and human like people were smiling and playing with it as if it was a normal object in their everyday lives like I don't know for some of us it actually is and yeah, they had kids, they showed exactly how it they worked. had kids they had adults they had a large range of audience and then if you look at a PlayStation or Xbox a commercial the last commercials I can even remember are of the console, a really cute swirl, and then the sound effect, and then it's over. And then, like, maybe a picture of a game that's coming combined with or whatever. Like, it's like a combo mm -hmm. buy. That's it. I don't remember it sitting in anyone's normal-looking house. Um, I think there was one with PlayStation where it was, like, in this really bougie, upscale apartment guy, and he was playing the PlayStation. I don't remember a family wholesome commercial <laughs> besides with the switch i think they really need to go with that marketing strategy than just some teasing post how about you actually think of a commercial where you could show how to use this console in your everyday life and you can also show what games or something on the screen as you're displaying it as the people are playing 
that are going to come to that console right away or, you know, relatively soon. Yeah. You know, I just think that's a it's a better marketing strategy. Yeah. It just seems right now it's very disorganized. And I think that's a little bit concerning. Um, and, you know, it's bland. My, my one worry with PlayStation is because of how successful the PS4 was, is that they're going to, you know, take this launch a little lightly. And I hope they don't do that. I hope they do everything they can to continue on the momentum and the legacy of the PlayStation 4. Because honestly, I think PlayStation 4 is a great system. And I just hope that they're taking this, you know, as seriously as possible. I mean, it's it's really hard to, you know, speculate anything based on just the information we know and all that. And, you know, there's probably a lot of different variables that maybe we're not thinking of. But it's just, you want to see them... You just want to see them go all out for this thing. You want to, you want it to be exciting. You want, you know, we're obviously not going to have E3 this year, which Sony wasn't going to be going there anyway. So obviously, this probably didn't really change their plans too much, right? So I don't know. I just, I just want to see something exciting. I want to see them really get into it, really build the hype, and I want to just have, like I said, a big bang. Welcome to Game Pinions, where we are expressing our opinions <laughs> of what we prefer i mean it's man we are game facts today some people (laughs) some people may want like this little teasing i don't want teasing at all when it comes to a something that's going to come from my pocket or money wise it's just weird i don't know i i'm not a big person on the teasing stuff i just like to see it all at once yeah but some people like this so do keep in mind that we're just expressing you know what we would prefer and we understand that you may actually like what they're doing or their strategy and we understand that too um we're just expressing like what we would actually like to see from them ourselves so do keep in mind opinions is in our name just without the o but I hope people can piece that together. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, we we talk about things very positively most of the times. But you know what? We need a little bit of grit. We need to yeah. get into some things and sink our teeth into but we it get and mad rip too. it apart. We get upset, we get agitated, and we get mad. And you can blame aging, but dang it, <laughs> I'm going to rant still. So... I'm usually really positive about this. You know, I can understand, you know, consoles and gaming. I mean, it wasn't long ago when people made fun of you for playing video games. And it seems like nowadays everyone is. And if you're not, you're a loser. So, things are changing. You're kind of weird if you don't play video games. Now you're... some sort, right? Now people aren't as scared to go, you're boring. Well, at least adults-wise. Yeah, that's true. You know, as as far as people in high school, I'm not sure how... Um, that is actually being perceived right now. Oh, I feel like everyone everyone in grade school plays now. At least everyone during that time of Fortnite's popularity, everyone was playing video games. I mean, games. and if they're not, they might be hiding it, honestly, because I just, things have changed, and it's good. Yeah, and everyone great. plays games on their phones. But, you know, some things aren't are changing in ways that some people don't like. Like, uh, the fact we won't have, like, an an in-game, in-person store to go check every week because we would rather have it digitally. You know, there's just things that are going to change. So Yeah, and that's okay. I mean, that's, you know, an advancement in in many ways. It gets developers their money more directly, and, you know, and that's perfectly fine. Now, we do have one more news story to talk about. I'm not really sure if it's a news story, but it's kind of more of a speculation-type thing. And this is to do with Nintendo. So last week, after we recorded our episode of Game Pinions, Nintendo revealed with a trailer uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King, and that it was going to be releasing on July 17th, which uh, I'm assuming people are speculating that this game was supposed to be featured in Nintendo's E3 um, Nintendo Direct this year. But obviously, due to the situation... There is no, not going to be a E3 Direct or anything like that. So it's being speculated that Nintendo is going to just be popping up randomly, showing off games that they were going to have in their reveal, putting a spotlight on them, and then having a release date for them already prepared. Nice. Please have the release date. Just let us know. Thank you. Bye-bye. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's really exciting. Um, it, at the end of Paper Mario, the Origami King, Nintendo also showed Mario wearing a Samus helmet from Metroid. <laughs> oh, boy. So that kind of boosted a lot of speculation that Metroid Prime 4 was going to possibly receive some kind of attention at some point in time. 
And I doubt it's going to be a release date, just considering that Retro Studios had to basically take over that project and completely rebuild it and start from scratch. So I doubt we're going to see any kind of release date for that. But I think we're probably going to have an update on that game pretty soon, which is really exciting. And then if Nintendo is going to be dropping additional games throughout the rest of this year at random, I think that's going to be something really cool just to kind of, you know, wake up one morning and boom, you get something that you weren't expecting. Yeah, here's a cupcake. That's what I like. Don't give me the candle. Give me the whole cupcake, okay? Yeah, and it's just funny because, <laughs> I mean, they, they revealed this thing without any fanfare at all. Like, it was just, it was there. And there was, no one was expecting it. Thank you. I need surprises in my life. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean... I was, I was listening to one podcast, I can't remember what it was, but they said, this is like a while, while ago, and they said, can you imagine if they, you know, a company like Rockstar or something, just one day they, they you know, came on to like a, you know, a virtual event or a digital event, and, you know, it's a digital press conference, rather, and they just said, you know, Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to be releasing tomorrow. Now people would go people would crazy. go crazy it would it would break the internet yeah exactly that's what we need but Surprise. that's what we that's exactly what we need we need surprises we need you know it's just some crazy things to occur like that's what builds hype and, and gets people you know just completely excited so it's really cool to see announcements like this obviously july is a little bit off but it's really not i mean it's it's a few like a couple months now right so i mean really crazy. we're halfway basically through may you know and june it's basically just a month and maybe a couple days i mean to me it doesn't feel far off because time will fly especially since i'm pretty sure summer's gonna be right around the corner it's gonna be released i think just after kids get released from schools well there is no school now well you know (laughs) everyone's for those who do have school (laughs) um, maybe online college classes you know possibly the end dates for that that's roughly when summer actually would begin. So I think that was a really, it's a really good date, to be honest with you. And honestly, just them telling us what game is coming out and re- release date, that to me, oh, it's awesome. I would rather have that. Yeah, and a lot of times the summer months are like dead periods in terms of game releases. So the fact that they did pick July, that is pretty cool. Middle of July, that's when everyone's, well, of course different situation this time but this is usually when like you know most people are kind of off and on vacations and stuff so it's kind of cool to see them releasing a, a game at random and it's a pretty big, big profile game Paper Mario games are really well you know received critically and you know they're known to be good games and that also means they might have something planned even bigger for around the holidays that is something to actually think yep. about for around Christmas around you know Whatever holiday falls in December for you, um, definitely, and of course before like probably around before Thanksgiving even. Yeah. Um. So really exciting, uh, for that November December to see what's gonna come out, what's gonna happen, you know. So I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah, because around that time, that's when the next gen consoles are gonna be making their appearance. So you imagine Nintendo's gonna want to make a, a pretty big splash there as well, especially. You know, people that can't get Switches right now and can't get Animal Crossing, you got to believe Animal Crossing is still going to be a big seller at Christmas time, too. So I still I still hear about people wanting to get their hands on a Switch so they can own it. So people are paying astronomical prices for other people's Switches and just all kinds of stuff going on right now. So I'm just, I'm just pumped. I'm excited. I like Nintendo's uh, marketing strategy, and I actually prefer it right now um, versus the others. I so. do too. I do too. I hope that their marketing teams are are thinking about what they're going to do um, for maybe at least next year, maybe a different strategy. I'm hoping that, you know, comparing their data and seeing if people really like this kind of stuff compared to what maybe they used to do, I don't know. I just prefer Nintendo's uh, way currently. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, and you know, it's always, I guess, more difficult when you're starting off with your system. Um, Nintendo doesn't really, I guess, have to worry about pushing the switch right now because they're just, I mean, they're just pumping out games and people are scooping the them switch up, was so. the surprise. So why don't you think about making the next console a surprise and not this slowly hype thing that to me, it's important that could, that basically gears the rest of your game releases. Is it going to be exciting or are you literally going to tease us for the next couple of months? <laughs> you know, I just. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there has to be a, an end in sight here, um, which I'm assuming is going to be some point in June, at least for PlayStation. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Um, I guess it's more of a ranting video to, or Our ranting podcast. Rant. I guess it could be a video considered now too, right? Because we're on uh, YouTube. Yeah. We're, we're trying to do our Animal Crossing reactions to this the best we can, obviously. Yep. We only have so many reactions and you're going to see the angry face a lot in this one <laughs> more than likely. So. Are we just going to like stick it on the angry face? Is I, that might, what we're gonna do? I might just put the angry face on. Small little hi and then a little... Angry yeah, face. just be mad for the rest of the time. Basically. Yeah, so hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of Game Opinions. Again, you guys can find our episodes on your favorite podcast app and YouTube. You guys can also head on over to GamePinions.net and check out uh, our podcast episodes. Um, make sure you guys um, subscribe to us on Apple Podcast and you guys can check us out every Thursday, Thursday, Thursday for a brand new episode. Well, Kim? <laughs> I don't know what to say for Thursday. <laughs> it's before Friday. <laughs> Just, it's Thursday is Friday Eve, so we actually release on Friday Eve. So, yeah. Yep, one of the best days of the week. All right, guys. Well, until our next episode, keep on keeping on.